You know what keeps coming up on my my Amazon Prime as of late? Of you, you know when you, when you go to buy something and then it goes order placed and then at the bottom it says you might also like yeah 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 this and this something that keeps popping back up is the 4K collector's edition of Cannibal Holocaust. Oh right, <laughs> because I I was looking at it a couple of times when we did the episode, uh-huh. and I'm. I keep thinking back to when you asked the question of a great question of did you like this film? Did you enjoy this film? I'm like, yeah, not really, but as a you said like we said, we've watched it, it's something to tick off, and as a collector like, it might be cool. And I keep mm-hmm. having that question and your voice in my head, like, hmm, that actually Amazon's telling me as well, that actually Dude. might be quite a good collector's edition. It's only yeah, twenty it quid. It it's is. telling I'm me at it now. It's telling me I, I I need it. It's nice I mean, artwork. It's got it probably got a lot of good behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I mean for that for that's a good price for it. I think. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And I think you you could you could talk yourself into getting that. You know what? Uh, I did talk myself uh, into getting. I was waiting for it unwillingly. Oh no! no, no I'll get! I'll get! Yes, we're recording, folks. This is what we do. But I'll get to the intro in a minute. I have been waiting weeks and weeks. No, weeks. When was it? When did we do the episode? Was it the 13th of February or was it the 12th? When oh, did we do? I can't remember. It was around. We did our Valentine episode around Valentine's Day, didn't we? Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, do you remember all the trash we found online that we could have purchased? I do, I do. Did you? No, guess? I accidentally purchased. <laughs> I accidentally put it in my basket on that recording, and then I went <laughs> to buy something on Prime the, uh, a few days after. And I've forgot. been waiting to show you this. I have oh, the novel. The, no- <laughs> the novel of Valentine. Oh yeah. Look at that. Oh, of course. I thought it was going to be the um, the the soundtrack or that T-shirt, but. Oh, I wish. <laughs> um i yeah it just turned up and um mrs opened it I was like, what the hell why have you bought <laughs> valentine <laughs> um yeah it's uh it's one for the collection i'm probably never gonna read I it mean, i mean you, you like reading horror books <laughs> yeah would you like a copy of valentine <laughs> i mean you know I'll, i'd give it a read i'd give it a read speaking of horror books Hang on, are you about to pull out your own Valentine copy? <laughs> it's, it's not it's not Valentine. I got myself Ooh. a copy of the Omen. Um Ooh. at a service station, they had a little charity book table mm. set up, like you chuck a couple of quid in the pot, have, yeah. a, have a browse. So I would I'd I'd stopped on my way home from work for, you know, toilet stop and a leg stretch. And I thought, oh, book table, I'll check that out. And um among various doggy copies of dan brown novels and whatever Ugh. else you know russell brown's biography there was uh there was the omen so i was like ah well there we go i'll snap that up so um, you, i've not got around to reading it yet you just yeah you just read the exorcist i did just um, finish in the last couple of days the exorcist yeah because i the adaptation of uh horror novels to films can greatly vary 
Like, mm-hmm. The Shining is probably the best example. Yeah. And potentially It. I think It is... I've never read it because it's like the size of a house, the book. Yeah, no, I've but it's, never that's, read it either. There's a like, certain scene I know at the end, which is obviously not in the film. There's a few other bits cut, but I think The Shining is the peak example of it's widely different to the novel yeah and you said i think you said the exorcist was kind of like kind of pretty kind much of similar? no it's very close i thought yeah. it was yeah i mean i've not watched the exorcist for a while i keep meaning to and then changing our minds last minute um gotta watch the director's as, cut but as uh as as i remember it's yeah like a beat for beat um mm. That there's a lot more there's a lot more uses of the c word really? <laughs> in the book like really? several several instances i mean you know you know the scene you know what she did yeah. your acting daughter yeah well it, it's that particular um version of the c word is used about four or five times before anything even remotely spooky happens, Good gracious! It, it, it's just one of the. Oh my! The, I, I can't remember if it's character that actually is in the film or not, but it's, um, it's a character called Dennings, and he's a, a director friend of the of Reagan's mother. Um, it may have been earlier on because earlier on in the yeah. film, you're 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 shown um, Reagan's mum like they're filming in Washington. Mm. Um, yeah, it may, may have been a character, but it's not. I don't think it's a major character that you see. No, no, no. Throughout. But he's, um, he. Oh, well, I mean, I guess you say has a slightly expanded role in the book. Mm. But yeah, he he swears a lot. <laughs> and wow. Before that, it, before it even gets to anything spooky, but but once it starts, like all the all the famous scenes are in there, um, and yeah, it's pretty it's a pretty close beat for beat adaptation, really. I thought very enjoyed it. Uh, very much enjoyed it. Thoroughly, thoroughly good read. I always get it's a little thing. I always get confused between the director and the author. You've got William Freakin and William Peter Blatty. Yeah, uh, Fri- Blatty is the author. Blatty's the author. Freakin's the director. That's it. That's it. Because I remember seeing a, a great behind the scenes um, clip. Uh, what were they talking about? I think they were talking about. Um, Ellen Burson, the, the Reagan's mum, uh, the actress, plays her. How they basically, they just they 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 caused her so much pain and suffering in the filming of The Exorcist, and they were just lapping it up, like laughing about it with each other. <laughs> but at the same time, they were going back and forth. They were like two like two school kids going back and forth arguing about. Well, I would have liked this in the film. This should have been the film. This no, I I mean this this this. They they were they they were a great buddy duo. They worked really yeah. well. Um, yeah, the, the when they were talking about how the torture they put her through, how like they flung her across the room, throwing shit at her. Oh, like, yeah, oh. yeah, it was hard. <sighs> um, but yeah, no, it was a great read. I really enjoyed it. Um, well, your omen trumps my Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> size of it as well. I think I think that omen is a novelization of the movie, though. I think it's not. Um, oh, really? Not original novel, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I don't. I don't know if the Almond Wall's based on a novel, to be honest. Publishers Weekly says Savage, the author, tells his story smoothly, and the trailer of Red Herons he scatters as he does so is truly awesome. I don't remember there being many Red Herons in the film. <laughs> no, and I think because I, 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 in prep for our episode on Valentine, I, I think I remember reading a little bit about the book, and the book is a lot more of a whodunit. Oh, um, excited! 
that doesn't really come across in the film. Um, oh yeah, there are five novels in the Ormond series, but the first three are novelizations of the film counterparts. Ah, so, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, I suppose uh, to to any cause any new listeners now of the Dragcast, welcome to the Dragcast, folks. Uh, I am Tom, and this is the lovely Aiden. Hello. Um, any new listeners, that was our preamble of complete bullshit at the beginning of every <laughs> podcast, and Aiden's book club, and now my yeah. book club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also to past listeners, welcome back. We are kind of back, slowly back. Episodes are going to slowly start to come out, not yeah. week by week basis, but we'll be back over time. And um, we're going to squeeze them in when we can. Basically. We'll squeeze them in when we can. Yeah, it's it's all good. And w- until you all start paying for it, then uh, you know, <laughs> then, then or we get the ad revenue. When we start getting ad revenue, then yeah, we'll commit. It. Then we can pay the mortgage and stuff off that. But yes, welcome back to the Dreadcast. This is going to be episode thirty-six, and we're going to catch up on. Your favourite franchise. Um, uh, yeah. Hey, come on. Don't, how how could you act like that? Don't give me that face. Come on. How could you roll your eyes at that? Mm, it is. I love Look, it so me, much. Me and, T, me, me and T have already done Scream 5 and the Scream franchise, so you don't have to do any of that. All no, right? no, that's, that's good. Until that's we roll it back at the end of the year because uh, <laughs> we need to you know, do a full circle. Um. So we're going to do Scream 6 today, and it's been a couple of weeks since it came out. Yeah. Uh, Mar- March yeah. 6th? Yeah, beginning of the March. So my memory's a bit fuzzy, and um, we both had quite busy lives in the past couple of weeks, which is as to why we haven't been recording. So our notes are probably going to be a bit fuzzy, but we'll do our best. Um, We'll do our best. <clears throat> the, 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 my first point of call is with you, sir. Yes, go on. It's not the franchise for you. It's not. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not my it's favorite. It's never been. I, I really like. I like the first one. I thought the first one was great. I'm pretty strongly of the opinion that one, one and done, one would have been enough. Maybe a it sequel. Would've. It would have. But, yeah. but yeah, it's not. Uh, I mean, I don't know if to expand on it. There's nothing inherently bad about it. There's just other franchises I like better. I think it's fair to say. Um, Ghostface as a villain, I've never particularly found him as... um, Well, I mean, I guess that's kind of the whole point. But he's he's not as iconic as Jason or Freddy or any of the other slashers. I I know who was under the mask obviously changes. um, It it does. But at the same time, when you when you watch them all, you look back, they all seem to s- kind of have the same... They're all putting the same effort and characteristics into their creepy killer. The way mm. they act, they they all seem to have the same strength and same yeah. um, agility and dexterity and all of that. Whereas when all the killers are revealed, they are either large-grown men or they're young teenagers in a couple of them. Or... Oh, uh... Middle-aged women. Middle-aged women. Like, they're all really <laughs> Yeah, very, variety. very varied. But, it, yeah, like with Jason and Michael, you know who they are. Ghostface, it's always... It, it's really the the costume, the fabric itself is, yeah. the, killer, is, is the icon. It's not 
the yeah, person, yeah. whereas Jason, Leatherface, Michael is or are yeah. the killers. And um, I think the I difference is, is that. I think the difference as well is you are trying to work out who it is when you're watching a screen film. It, part part of the the fun of the plot is to work is to try and work out who it is, um, which obviously you don't need to do with any of the other slashes because mm. it is Jason, it is Freddy, it is Michael. Um, yeah, you're more you're more large. worried about and interested about how they're going to resolve the issue of the killer. Um, but yeah, like I said, Scream. It, it's I, I could take it or leave it. To be perfectly mm. honest, I could take you know it's I've sort of definitely seen worse franchises, yeah. worse films, but I wouldn't put it in my top ten. That's fair, think. completely fair. I a good way to get into it was when you mentioned about. Uh, being the who done it, you never really know who's done it, obviously, because it's who done it. The beginning of Scream Six, every, beginning of every Scream film, you've always got the uh, you've kind of got the introduction to Ghostface, and mm-hmm. well, I will say the final girl of the first scene. Uh, there's always yeah. a um, the pre the pre title card, kill. yeah, the sacrificial Battle. lamb, shall mm-hmm. we call it, which we got here um, by Samara Weaving, who is in. A good film called Ready or Not. Um, it's good. It's not. It's not great. It's not shit. It's good. Uh, she looks like Margot Robbie. Uh, she looks just like her. She but does. When she's killed, we're instantly uh, shown who the killer is. And I thought for that second, I was like, "Are they going to give us a twist here?" And I we are, thought that's what they were going to do as well. I thought that I, would be fantastic. Yeah. I, in fact, before I before going into it, I did. I just thought, are they go, are they going to yeah. do something so radical that we will know who the killer is, and we'll be watching how it unfolds. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was it was a it was a pleasant surprise. I think when the when I thought, oh, actually, yeah, that is what yeah. they're doing. Um, I thought it needed it as soon as we got the reveal. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is going to be full of spoilers. Yeah, just just saying. <laughs> um, yeah, because obviously that's not how that's not what happens. No, we then no. get the tables turning on our mm. our would be Ghostface, who heads back to his apartment and uh, is yeah the Friday the Thirteenth apartment basically is pranked um, yeah. by his well he thinks it's his core conspirator. Yeah, they're they're basically trying to carry on the story of um, Richie in Scream Five, wanting to be the inspiration for their, another film, another stab film. Um, but th- did you catch the Friday the Thirteenth Easter eggs in that apartment at the beginning? I uh, know I didn't. I did so, spot some um, Adams Family ones later on. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I will. Yeah, we'll talk about. So. It's set in New York. That's one thing in Manhattan. Um, Jason takes Manhattan is on the TV in that apartment. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his name is Jason, the guy that killed. Um, oh right, yeah, no, I Samara Weaving, <laughs> our sacrificial <laughs> lamb. Um, and when he goes to open the fridge, his uh, his buddy, his room, his flatmate is cut up and put in there. Now the beginning of Friday the 13th part 2 our final girl from part 1 she's in her apartment and she goes to open and I believe it's I believe it's Jason's mum's head it's or it's some, head. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Miss, Mrs. Bohe's head in there yeah so that whole apartment is like your homage to Jason 
Jason Takes Manhattan, all of that, uh, which I thought was quite cool. I don't, I don't think I, I love Jason Takes Manhattan. Just as an aside, I, I think you mean Jason Takes a Boat. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and then he's so good. I love it. <laughs> and punches a guy's head off clean. Yep. And then spends about a minute in Times Square. <laughs> it's, it's so good. If they'd so have, that would have been great if they'd have focused more in the Manhattan, I think. Yeah, it would have been, but would have completely blown the budget. And <laughs> yeah, we've got a boat. We, 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 I got a friend who's got a big boat. We can film on that. <laughs> but I love, I, I just love that it's a boat on a lake that goes to the Manhattan. <laughs> it's just, uh, nothing about it's it. Fucking makes ridiculous. Sense. That also the boat is a mat is a Tardis. Like the end. Yeah. Okay, we've we've segued into doing. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. We'll talk, let's fucking but, um, talk about Jason takes my hand. It's amazing. But yeah, the the when the when the rock the rock chick gets killed in the engine room because she shoots because yeah. it'd be a cool place for a music video to shoot. It's fucking massive. Yeah, it's like it's like the red dwarf, the engine room, <laughs> of, just gantries and chains all over the place. It's absolutely humongous. I love it. Yeah, no, what? it's a good one. We have only done part one and two on this this on this show, so uh, we will have to dive back into them because they are good. For, I actually really like part seven with the girl with telekinesis as well. Yeah, six six is one of my absolute favorite. Four and six. six are the best. Yeah, in my six six is great because that's when we've got Jason as unstoppable mm-hmm. monster. He he is undead monster. It's great, and uh, Tommy Jarvis. I, I love the actor that plays Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, older, um, older in Tommy. Re- in Return of the Living Dead. Uh, what are we talking about, Scream? We're talking about, we I talking believe about we were talking Scream. about Scream, yeah. Um, yeah, but Jason takes Manhattan, though, folks. <laughs> like, <laughs> Check yeah. it out, it's worth Check it. Check it out, it's great. It's great, you don't need to... Tell you what, you don't need to watch one to seven. Just watch Jason Takes Manhattan. Just it's watch fine. Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but no, the, the but the, the pre the pre title card. Yeah, yeah. Scene. Um, yeah, it was great. I I enjoyed it a lot. I did. I didn't. Well, I did recognize that it was party that was playing on the TV, but I didn't pick up on the other the not the other nods necessarily. But it was a great setup. I. I it worked. It worked really well. I like the little fake out with revealing who it was, and the you know there's a nice tense scene walking around that apartment. Yeah. Um, which which worked very well because it wasn't that big of an apartment. It's so very small. Just where where it was going to appear. Um. Yeah. No. It was. It was good. Thoroughly. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, and and obviously he didn't. It didn't end up being Ghostface in the end, and no. as I alluded to earlier, the the reveal at the end of um, Scream Six, I I'm not going to jump to it. Just, we'll come back to it, but I, I thought the reveal in general was very disappointing. Um, it, yeah, I, and I think if you look at the other Scream films, there was um, there wasn't really a trail to think of in the other. So Scream Two um, was Billy's mum being the killer. Why would you ever think Billy's mum was going to come yeah. back? Um, Scream 3 was Sydney's half, a bitter half-brother. There had never been any part of Sydney's story alluding to the fact she had a half-brother. So that kind of just came out. 
Scream 5, uh, you had your new characters, so you could kind of go any way, new boyfriend, whatever. This was very similar to Scream 2. Um, following on from Scream 5, Richie got killed. The family come back to avenge his death, basically. Yeah, which um, I didn't, if I'd have thought about it. Did you work it out before the reveal? No, but Did you I, come in? I didn't work it out, but it's a good way to segue into the cast itself. The characters are Quinn and Ethan, who are the killers. Um, I, I I never felt too uneasy about Quinn. She felt like a new, a new sort of cool, quirky girl character to add to the group. Ethan didn't fit one bit. I didn't, I didn't feel his part. He, I didn't feel like he played a, a good part at all as a character. He, he wasn't just, really. He there. was just. Yeah. It's like someone had picked him up and yeah. plunked him there. It, it didn't work. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, well, he was there, but he wasn't yeah. really involved. Yeah, he was, like you say, it could have just been omitted and you wouldn't have missed him apart from the fact that it ends yeah. up... Yeah. I have my suspicions as to the uh, our main detective, Detective... Uh, what was his name? Bailey? I believe it was oh. Bailey. Um, cop man. Detective yeah. Bailey. Because yeah. when Quinn, his daughter, um, Tara's roommate, there we go. That's the, the, the link there. When she, quote unquote, dies, his reaction as a grieving father, I don't care if he's a cop and wants to get the job, wants to catch the killer. A grieving father, and everyone grieves in a different way. It, he was like, yeah, it's sad. But let's carry on with the job at hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Like... <laughs> so uh, there's a bit sus there with him. But yeah, yeah for the most part, interested. I didn't really clock... And it, no. I, I wasn't really. Oh my god! It was them all along. No way! I was mm. like, ah, that's a bit shit. No, I mean, well, to be to be quite honest, by the time we got to the, that bit, I was getting bored. Yeah, it it, it was overly long. That was if if was I very got long. one big criticism mm. of it, well, we it could have. Time. It could have. It was two hours sixteen or something like that. I think uh, two hours two. Yeah, that's oh, that so is long. Two. It is long. Mm. Um, it could have it could have been it could have been at least 20 minutes shorter they, they, they just the the first the first sort of three quarters of the film I liked the, it paced it went along great yeah and then it was that last quarter where I just felt like I'm, get just get on with it get on with it and finish it I'm bored now it's yeah. dragging especially with the exposition at the end that there, there was the this this had the ultimate we did this because we did this and then we did this because of this reason and then we did this and do you know why we did this it was because we did okay we get it you we killed your brother because he was a serial killer you're after revenge done um, yeah yeah there was there was a lot and and then at that point they were attempting to play the psychos and they just uh, it wasn't really yeah. that all that convincing. Um what I do like though is Sam um just fully em fully embracing her um slasher heritage, if you will, in in the way that she fights back and Yeah. I yeah, I was I was I got a real kick out of that and I like the whole psychos psycho versus psycho sort of like mm. fight back that you have um i did enjoy that yeah i mean I, so 
just quick, so we're a year, we're set a year after the events of Scream 5 and uh, Tara's going to university in Manhattan and Sam's obviously with her because protective sister, they don't want to go through the same shit they went through before, but there's still a little bit of paranoia, but worrying, worrying that it could happen again. Um, yeah. Just a bit concerned. So she's kind of like a guard, guardian to Tara. Um, but Tara is also wanting to be let free, trying to forget about it. And there's a set up, set up and payoff of that where at the beginning Tara's like, you, you got to let me go. And then at the end in the theater where she's, uh, Sam is holding on to Tara on like the uh, first floor of the theater. She's like, you got to let me go, drops her. And then she stabs Ethan in the throat. Um, <laughs> so that's basically it. Uh, that's pretty straightforward. Our same characters. The yeah. core four. I'm get onto four. that. Hated that part <laughs> here with being... Tara, Sam, Chad, and Mindy. Chad and Mindy being Randy's, um, Randy from the original, Randy's niece and nephew, uh, who I I preferred them in Scream 5. They were a great, especially Mindy. Mindy was fantastic in Scream 5. She was basically the new Randy, the new film. She's dude. very much, yeah, very yeah. much the new Randy. Um, but the core four, um, that was a rough scene. Um <laughs> where they were basically uniting against their common enemy in Ghostface. But I wrote down, that, like, the reason I didn't like the Core 4, it felt like, it feels like a caption in, like, a horror news review headline. In quotation yeah. marks. The Core 4. Can you imagine, in, say, Scream 1, Sydney, Randy, Dewey, and Gale all going, we're the Core 4. <laughs> like, well, no. No, but is, <laughs> isn't... See, whenever, whenever there is something like this, and this, yeah. uh, the uh, the franchise for me has made a rod for its own back here, because whenever they do something like that, I feel like it can just always be explained away as well. It, it's being meta. It's screen yeah. being meta, like yeah. the and and the whole, but it does stuff like that now, like the whole sequence of them being sat around and discussing the rules and this is a uh, sequel to a recall yeah. and da, 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 has just become a trope of a Scream film now. Mm. And it, it doesn't feel like it's the clever mm. um, tongue-in-cheek sort of wink to the audience, we know what we're doing, things that it, it was in the, the first couple of films. Yeah. Now it is trope level of yeah they're gonna do something and somebody's gonna say oh look a main character's got killed that can happen now or oh, oh it's else. very you know, it's very um, shoehorned in in this one mm. like Min again Mindy's speech in five was great because uh, it was kind of a refresher of the franchise she was the new Randy they were talking about recalls and stuff and it kind of fit this they had she had to talk in the park. Yeah. I don't even remember what she was describing this film as. It's like they know they're in the film. It, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's so like scary movie was so ahead of its time with um, Sydney, uh, Cindy, and Bobby sitting on their bed, and Bobby's like, "We're not alone." There's the director. There's the, there's the camera yeah. over there. Like like. <laughs> They, it's like with this film they know they're in the film and they're saying yeah. who's the killer who's going to get picked off and that it felt so I mean yeah in. and but also they actually tell us don't they I mean yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well certainly one half of it 
they they straight up tell us that it's Ethan. You're like, new you, here. You, Who are you? We don't know you. Definitely you. <laughs> and very quickly, he becomes like the chief suspect for at least um, Chad and Mindy. That yeah. it definitely is him. They they've like made the bands up. Um, but yeah, oh. uh, yeah, that it's starting to feel a very like I say. I, I feel like I'm I, I can be quick to judge it because I know I'm not a, I'm not a fan. Anyway, that's fine. Really. That's that's but, absolutely fine. But it is starting to feel a little bit tired now mm. that you know they'll say, "Oh well, anybody can die," and you know even legacy characters, and then that'll definitely happen, or just just everything. What it doesn't matter yeah. what it is. Like they'll they'll, they'll say this is going to happen, and then it happens, and it's well. well you're not really being clever now. You're just following. You are just making up your own rules and then yeah. following them. Um, or because we've said so, so it can happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've said it's going to happen or it can happen, so it will happen because that's what's happening. Um, yeah. No, yeah, you're completely right. Um, the, other, the other thing, as far as the characters, I felt, again, was shoehorned in. Yeah, you had Quinn and Ethan, the new characters, but you also had um, Anika, who's a new character, was Mindy's partner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot it took, took you a second, didn't it? Yeah. It did, um, yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to think what she did. But her Sorry. character felt more natural to be there because she was she had a connection. She was with Mindy. I, what, what was Ethan's... Uh, he was at... There was a party at the beginning that they were all at and Sam was there. To, she, she turned up to protect uh, Tara who didn't want to get... I don't know. Mm. Uh, trapped with a douchey guy. I think yeah. Ethan. I think he's a friend of Chad. I think he's he was his just roommate. a friend. It was that's his roommate. It. Yeah, that's it. Because they mentioned that. Um, because I think earlier in the like when they're accusing him, he says mm. something like, "Oh, you know, it was a random, randomly assigned." And they say, "Oh, the roommate lottery can be, can be, yeah, budged or whatever." And then yeah. at the end of the film, he says, "Oh, the roommate lottery can be fudged, like you said, because I did that because it's me." You know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he was. He was Chad's roommate. Um, but so yeah, not... Anika. Anika felt a lot more uh, natural being there because she had a she had more of a connection being Mindy's partner than Ethan did being Chad's roommate. Because like I said, yeah. I forgot all about that. And obviously with Anika's death, because um, you had uh, Mindy watching her die, watching her get killed. Yeah. Well, I had a big problem with Anika's death. <laughs> Which, I had a lot. Of, I had a problem with a lot of deaths in this film. It was the ladder, right? She fell off the ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah after getting really gruesomely stabbed Horribly in the gut, stabbed. um, she would have bled out horrendously from that. The fact she was still able to maneuver herself, climb on the ladder, going across two apartment buildings, being able to hold yourself, balance what like she was on all fours. So that means her gut was facing downwards so in theory her gut is a water full of blood <laughs> Just, it was it was a bit much it was a bit like okay you shouldn't really be able to do this yeah i like the scene as a whole though was good the apartment scene yeah i mean there it, was some yeah there was some brilliance the bodega scene was fantastic Yes. Yeah, I've got. Absolutely. There's a couple of scenes I really liked: uh, the bodega scene and the subway scene. And the subway scene in particular. Yeah. And going back to what I was saying earlier about not particularly liking um, 
Ghostface as a villain. Mm. That subway scene yeah. achieved um make that you know making Ghostface creepy and and scary in a way that no other screen film has for me. Like that mm. subway scene and the bodega scene were like absolute chef's kiss like high points of the film for me. Yeah, Loved the, them the, both. The bodega scene there because that was featured heavily in the trailer. Um Yeah. There were so many people complaining about, oh, why has he got a shotgun? Because there were a lot of uh, marketing shots of uh, Ghostface holding a shotgun. The the best argument to that is, have you seen Stream 1? He kills Tatum with a garage door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I think Ghostface has had a gun in, whether it be a pistol or whatever, in every In film. all of them. Yeah. It's always a pistol and a knife. A, a gun has turned up definitely at some point. Yeah. Like, he just, you know, he uses what's there. And if somebody pulls a gun on him and he manages to get it off them, he's going to use it. And, yeah. you know, he get, he gets that, he obtains that shotgun in a perfectly logical way. It being, it's not a, you know. It's not a mystical killer. It's a, it's a human being under mm-hmm. that mask. So, yeah, he'll just use anything. There's a shotgun. Fine, he'll use that. Um, yeah, that really bothered me when people complained about that. Yeah. It, it was so unnecessary. It's just because most of the marketing for Scream has always been the knife. knife. The, the knife yeah. with the curved blade at the top. Uh-huh. Uh, it's all it is. But yeah, the bodega seems great. Um, yeah, I loved it. It really kicked in. Yeah. But like, as soon as he went, like, they, the Tara and Sam rush in. Um, where, wait, where does, before the bodega scene, where does, where does Ghostface appear, which makes them run into isn't he in there is it isn't it their apartment doesn't he come into their apartment not sure because it's not the same scene as the apartment where they do the ladder the ladder job because they they do the ladder job over to the boyfriend which is which is their apartment yeah so it can't be that again no i can't remember remember now um yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, the, that, is a, a, that is a total yeah. gag. The thing with the bodega scene, though, I really like you can see the the worn, the worn mask. Like, it's really, it looks a bit cracked, it's a bit dirty. Mm. It's not the clean-cut white mask that you get here. No. It probably smells of vanilla. They all did. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that becomes, um, that, that obviously, that's a big part of the plot, and that's a big, integral part. That They're all the masks of the former yeah. killers. Yeah. Um, and I've got to say, it would be impossible to get that collection of stuff. Even if you are a cop, <laughs> even if you are a police officer. Like, they happen like, in Woodsboro. With the blood still on them, and... Yeah, yeah everything. I, I was... I Yeah, I had to bite my tongue a little bit about this sort of, like, Bruce Wayne-esque secret... Yeah. ...ghost face <laughs> cave... Yeah. But in a in an old movie theater, that yeah, with all these like key card locks and stuff on it, it was just all these saw traps sense. and stuff. It really didn't make sense. It also wasn't wasn't. I'm not just buying that Gail is a great investigative journalist where she just happens God, to get no. the key. But find out find out about it, but then get the key for it. Like I'm not having that. I wasn't no. buying that at all. No, but um, yeah. Getting all the items, the specific items from each kill and each yeah. film. Mm. Like, there's the moment where uh, oh, I can't remember, can't remember a name, but the the FBI 
agent that comes up and she oh, yeah. has that mo the moment with the knife that stabbed you know that she got stabbed with and stuff it's just kirby that's uh it. her name's yeah. kirby uh hey played by uh hayden pano chocolat because i can't pronounce her last name <laughs> <laughs> i do you know what i actually quite liked her i liked her performance from all this um, i didn't mind her in scream 4 um i didn't think she was too horrendous no um i i genuinely couldn't remember and it wasn't that long ago that i watched scream 4 but i was I was watching, I was like, okay, I get that she's a previous character. I could not think for the life of me which Oh, when you saw her in. turn up? Yeah. Right. When I saw her in six, yeah, yeah. I couldn't, yeah, I could not remember for the life of me who she was, where where she'd come from. I was. I just had to sort of settle it in my head that she's like, yeah, yeah. okay, former, former victim, joined the FBI, great. But there was a part of me who was thinking, like, I don't remember her. I don't know, actually know who she is. As far um, as um, you said, you liked like Sam's character, how she embraced like the her, her dad's killer sides. What mm. would you, what did you think of the the performance? Because I I, oh. I still that the, the film has made it out like she's the lead. Okay, she's the mm -hmm. lead uh, because of her dad. But I still prefer the character and performance of Tara, General Ortega. I'd put Tara as the lead. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I still put, I put I Tara she's... as the lead. I yeah, I wouldn't put Sam in the lead position. Uh, I know she's got this this sort of um it, it's a subplot to me, it's a side plot of mm. her like worried that she's going to go off the rails like Billy yeah. did. Which is there's a lot of it is reaching a little bit. She didn't know her father. She didn't know who her father was until years and years later. She's got no connection to him whatsoever. No. Maybe that's why she's imagining a really old-looking Skeet Ulrich who, bless him, looks fucking nothing like he did in the first Scream. You. <laughs> and I think they you. really should have. They should have either done a little bit of CGI de-aging <laughs> to make him look like he did in the first one, or just abolish that actually physically seeing him yeah because it's it, just, yeah it, it pulls you out too it's much the same with um, too much matthew lillard he uh a bit but it's it's not uh, nothing against him it's age no. it's all yeah, it is it's, it's, yeah perfectly natural people are you know, supposed to look, look 96 <laughs> yeah yeah like 30 years on i wouldn't I wouldn't be i wouldn't expect anybody yeah, to look fresh faced yeah. as they did back uh, back in the youth but he does look drastically different. And yeah. given that Sam doesn't know who he is, well, presumably she'll have only, if she's seen anything, she's only seen photos of the age he was when he died. So yep. to, to her mind, he shouldn't look anything other than how he does look in the first scream. So I mean, I'm probably like a a decaying corpse really oh, or, yeah <laughs> i mean I, like i say i kind of like it and it's certainly nothing against skate ulrich and i'm glad that you know he managed to get some more work out of these films but he got paid they they he, he, they should have tried they should have done a little bit of star wars-esque jiggery yeah. pokery de-aging and had him look like the billy loomis that we we know from yeah. the og the young um, johnny depp look-alike yeah but I mean that's it's a fairly minor thing. But it, it like I say, in terms of like Sam being sort of obsessed with the fact that she's she's got this sort of killer gene yeah. in her. Yeah, it, it's very 
subplot but it, it is but i do just enjoy the fact that she occasionally goes ham on people and like stabs them 27 times <laughs> it's yeah like the just, end of scream 5 where she just yeah. obliterates him with that knife yeah i mean essentially she does the same in uh in this to the the dad as well i think doesn't mm. she um but i mean but yeah it, it was yeah it is tara's i i, I think tara is a better lead girl mm-hmm. yeah no, i'd agree I would agree. I mean, I guess you know if you you land on it being a duo, but mm. to me, it's Tare is more more interesting. I yep. think. Um, yeah. Although, um, just going back to Easter eggs and talking about oh, yeah. Sam and her uh, little um, "Am I Crazy" uh, storyline. Uh, when she's in her therapist session, um, there's a bunch of Adam's family. They look like Funkos. I don't oh think they God. are Funkos, but there's a bunch of Adam's family dolls um, on the side of, uh, like, you know, one of the yeah desks or cabinets on the side of the room. There's a bunch. There's a definite Festa and um, uh. Wednesday. And Pugsley, there's a there's like a little Adams family collection of. I wonder if Ortega there. snuck them in. Mm. <laughs> Speaking I'd actually say. of the the psychiatrist, as I was doing these notes, I forgot about him. <laughs> yes. Um, well, he's. I mean, he, he gets. He's got the two scenes, hasn't he? Doctor, what's he called? Yeah. Doctor, I want to say Doctor Stone. He he's basically there just for, uh, again, Sam's plot of mm-hmm. uh the, the traumatic experience she went through revealing who her dad is has she got those tendencies and whatnot but that that's about it um and he part of his kill was in the trailer where ghostface uh appears at the frosted glass window of the front door mm-hmm. i i didn't expect that to be uh, related to his death, I thought well, that would be something else. But I like that 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 visual. The visual was really yeah. nice of just appear because it's one of those things in horror as well. Is I think we may have talked about this in what we may have done in what what make what scares you. But horror in daytime, you, you're never really expecting things like that in daytime. It's always in the darkness of night. It's always in the darkness because dark. Ghostface yeah, inherently scary. Just, creeping up on your front door in the middle of the day or in the afternoon it's quite a creepy visual it's quite a terrifying visual to have yeah definitely uh, yeah it works very well with the the frosted glass and it's very you feel safe you feel safe in the dark yeah. in, the, in the light in, well, the, in the daytime look at that well, daytime oh. behind his locked door with his barred windows and that that didn't help him very much did it stabbed in the face he got in the eye didn't he it was a, a was it there? It was, was like, it... yeah, it was sort of mm. cheekbone, sort of, yeah, it looked horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, if anything, this film ramps up the violence quite a bit. Mm. Yeah, it really Definitely. does. Uh, violence that they can all uh, apparently survive, but um, never done that. Yeah, yeah, I was a little bit, I, I was a little that. bit disappointed to down see here. Chad surviving. I wrote, Mindy, stabbed repeatedly, fine. Standing at the end, <laughs> Chad stabbed in capitals repeatedly by two people. Two people survives again. The new Dewey, 
Um, yeah. Gail stabbed with a brutal shard of glass. Reportedly okay in the hospital. Yeah. And again, uh, it's after it, it's after that whole sort of oh, even the legacy characters can die, and everybody's yeah. potentially a victim, and then then they just they're not. They, then yeah, they're not. They're not because Scream Seven's already been greenlit and he's casting. <laughs> Presumably, all these people have signed on for multiple movie deals. Um, that studio won't. Studios are never going to learn because it's all about money. If something does well, give us more of it rather than letting it go. John Wick did so well uh, last couple weekends. They're gonna they're gonna milk that dry until people are sick of it. Um, we're getting new Lord of the Rings films because Warner Brothers Discovery are fucking idiots. Uh, it's a, anything like that, anything from a franchise that can really make money, they'll they'll just keep nailing it into the ground and they'll, they'll keep beating it. Was it uh, beating a dead horse eventually? You know? Yeah. I mean, and well. I guess Scream's got a little bit of a reprieve in that regard because they've changed the cast. Yeah. Um, sort of halfway through, if you will. But, I mean, really, when we got to who's the killer in 4, Sydney's half-sister. Her cousin. Cousin. Um, her cousin, cousin. and... Jealous Mac cousin. Yeah, and Macaulay Culkin's brother. I can't remember his name. Um, oh, is it Kieran? Kieran Culkin, yeah. Culkin. Um... Yeah. Scream 4 was the one that, well, I mean, Scream 3 was, is the worst one, but I think yeah. Scream 4 is when they, they tried to, they tried again, see what we can do, and then it was it was dead until Scream 5. They, they tried once more Scream 5, and Scream 5, they, they nailed it. They, they just um, managed to do it again. But, but now, yeah, because they nailed it, let's keep going. But if they hadn't, if they hadn't have changed that cast and done that well, like at the point, like I say, the point where you, a, a, a jealous cousin... Yeah. <laughs> like it's just he's really scraping the bottom of the barrel for a motive and um the bitter milkman that wouldn't date uh, sydney yeah yeah the, the, <laughs> Anyone. The, the, the wasn't informed one week that they don't they'd cancelled the order yeah. it's, it's just it's getting to that point and how and how how fragile people are that they go on killing sprees after the slightest fucking thing as well like i wouldn't be too worried about sam's uh like potential for 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 mental collapse i'd be worried about everybody in woodsboro to be quite honest because I mean, they're all they're all uh, cut up at traffic lights away yeah. from being like mass murderers maybe maybe they 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 follow through and pay off sam's story in the next one and make her the killer like she just couldn't control the the psychotic urges in her, like we're we're introduced to it in Scream Five, we know. But then Scream, the end of Scream Five, she she unleashes it on Richie, and then Scream Six, there's a bit more of that, and she even unleashes it even more at the end, and then Scream Seven, it's a it I mean, ends up being a sad story, and it's her. If they if they're gonna keep if they're gonna keep bringing it up as mm. being a. a you know, a big part of her character. Yeah. There's got there's got to be some payoff for it. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be some payoff for it. And that I suppose, yeah, that's probably the logically the only really the only real way they can go and make it meaningful um is is to make her the killer. But if they did do that, I'd like us to be told early on, I'd like them to do it from maybe do it from Ghostface perspective. 
So mm. put her front and center as a character. Let the audience know early on, like they did with the pre-title. Um, I, yeah, I think that'd be great kill. if they did do that. That we know straight away, yeah, it's Sam that's doing it. And maybe yeah. try for what happened and hide the reasons why mm. until the end. But I think they could maybe... I just think that this the seventh film in a franchise um, would be a good... I think it'd be a good time to do something really radical and... Yeah. You could really get some like emotional scenes in that with, say, mm-hmm. Tara discovering it's her, her protector, in a way. Yeah. yeah. Who has just gone overboard and lost it and Tara is the one to stop her. Mm-hmm. Um, like that. That could really they could really get something with that. I but, think so. Mm, too it smart. Well, it depends. It depends. It depends if you want to keep milking that cash cow. Let's think about. Let me talk about the seventh film. So I mentioned the seventh film in the Friday the 13th series was uh, the one before Manhattan where the final girl, she's got telekinesis. Mm-hmm. It's good. Is it, is it a new beginning? Uh, is, that, is, that the, is that the title? Jason Lives is six. Yeah. Uh, final. Uh, oh new God. Blood. The New, new blood. blood is is five, isn't it? No, uh, seven. Oh, it's seven. Okay. New New Blood is seven. Yeah. Um, the seventh film in Halloween is basically H2O, which is, I, I didn't mind. No, I liked um, it. Let's think, uh, Hell, I can't even think what Hellraiser would be because that franchise really took a dive. <laughs> um, Texas Chainsaw in, in chrono, in, in release order would be the film called Texas Chainsaw 3D and it was trash. Um, Hellraiser 7 is called Hellraiser Deader. Shut FYI. up, is it called Deader? Deader. Shut up, is it called Deader? <laughs> Hang on. Hellraiser Deader. Oh my word. Oh my god, it's called Deader. <laughs> <laughs> and it... Oh wow, 4.4 out of 10. Deader, that is... That's horrendous, is the name. Deader. On Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. Um, wow. Uh, so that was the, the Hellraiser, Texas Chainsaw, and the um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I believe that's the last one. That's Freddy's Dead, I think. Or New Nightmare. Uh, Where's Craven's New Nightmare? That was actually... I quite enjoyed New Nightmare, because that was very that's meta. The one. That was the meta one film. That yeah. was the film within a film one, wasn't it? That was the God, precursor, pretty that. much, to Scream. That yeah, that wasn't no. bad. wasn't bad. It's better than Freddy's Dead, that's for sure. But yeah, so... Seventh in a franchise. And for the most part, Scream 3 was a dip. But for the most part, it's held its own. So if they can hit mm. another seventh one out of the park... I out mean, of all the franchises, it's, it's probably... Even if you like it or don't like it, it's probably one of the most successful in terms of I mean you look at Hellraiser how those films just, oh yeah 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 Definitely. in terms of quality production acting whatever bombed Scream has for the most part been constant in all those yeah. sort of fields 
Oh, definitely. I mean, they've all been big. They've all been big cinema blockbuster releases. Mm. I mean, regard you know, ignoring how they may have may or not have actually performed. Yeah. They've all they've all been, you know, big big events. Um, seventh Child's Play, Cult of Chucky, wasn't too bad, but has led on to two two series so far of a TV series. Yeah. So it's kept it's kept things going. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean. We'll see, but I, I just I think Scream again. It's one of the things that, that is a negative point on the franchise mm. for me is that they are all very much the same movie repeated. Mm. No, so they are. They I'd are. like to see something tried different. You know, some just something different. Um, and all, but also like as we say, it it. it it, it it'll do that would that would do something different uh, that would do something with the uh, the subplot of Sam's homicidal tendencies yeah. because what are they going to do with that otherwise um, like just unless the payoff it. was at the end of this when I mean if, uh, if that's all it's going to be yeah the the payoff is that she she has a you know. A brutal ending to whoever actually is the killer. She mm. gives it her the inner strength to fight or whatever. I don't know. That doesn't seem like enough though. Yeah. Did Did you got like as far as the similarities between the older screams? I mentioned earlier about how you know these are family members getting mm-hmm. revenge for Richie's, which is similar to Billy's mum getting revenge. So Scream One, Billy. Scream Two, Billy's mum. Yeah. Scream and, and and Scream One ended in the house. Scream Five ended in the house with Richie being the killer. Scream Two ended in a theatre with the family member. Yeah. Scream Six, the sequel to, has ended in the theatre. Uh, I don't know. I they must that must have been intentional. I think that was intentional. And must I have been intentional. I. It, it, as I was driving back home from the cinema after watching it, I, I, it, that occurred to me, and I kicked myself a little bit that if I'd have thought about it for a little bit longer, I yeah. might have predicted who the killers were. Because, I agree. Yeah, it does very closely follow that. Yeah. So Scream 7, then, is going to be on the set of a new stab film. Yep. Yep. Based, yep. based on the killings. Uh, well, a reboot of the Stab franchise based on the killings in Scream 5. Oh my God. It's that is, who meta? Is that it's who meta? <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I wonder if they'll shoe on Jay and Silent Bob in that, into that one as well. Oh my God, they did. <laughs> oh no. Kevin Smith was just on, on the set one day and was like, can I get a part? Can I get paid? I need to but it, eat. But that that scene, it, weirdly enough, that scene is also in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, so okay. they do they do the crossover both ways, which is kind of cool, I think. If you okay, gonna do it. well, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also uh, like like with those scenes that are similar. There's uh, in Scream Two where there you've got the van uh, that Randy gets killed in. You've got the van that. Kirby has in this film where her surveillance gear is at which is really weird because there's a part they're in the van Kirby's got her tracking surveillance the computer oh, and yeah. everything and then later on like they're led to believe that she has 
she's lost her mind. She got let go by the FBI. She's the killer. She's the killer. If yeah. she got let go by the FBI because she's crazy, how the fuck has she got a van with surveillance gear? Oh, well, way? they always do, don't they? It's, it's like every detective where they've thrown off the case and they can still do I kept my this. van. Yeah. You know, they gave uh, me it part of the redundancy. <laughs> I mean, if you've lost your mind and been disgraced and kicked off the force, yeah. perhaps you managed to just, like, pack a few things into a box before she cleared out a desk yeah. and a little bit of the technology cupboard on the way out. I don't know. <laughs> it's like that bit in the, but, have you ever seen the IT crowd where he sneaks the CRT monitor home like he's pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> But um, but it, that did have it did have me for a second then, and I was willing to just go along with like, oh yeah, Kirby is the killer. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that, I agree. It, it it did work. Um, like I say, I did I did enjoy I enjoyed it a hell of a lot more than I thought I was going to. Mm. Um, particularly like say that first three three quarters, it was the last the last little bit that just kind of annoyed me, sort of. From the sub, the just after the subway scene to the end, I guess yeah. I was starting to get a little bit, a little bit bored and frustrated, and wanted it to just kind of get to the get to the end. Let's let's wrap this up now, basically. Yeah. Like we we know now. Yeah, you mentioned the subway scene. I think the subway scene was probably my favorite scene. Um, it was great. I loved. I genuinely yeah. loved it. But it was fantastic. I think you you kind of knew, Mindy. <sighs> I think you you kind of knew Mindy would be the one to get it, like mm-hmm. get attacked on the train because oh she missed the train she's with Ethan the guy we don't know still yeah. not sure if he's the killer or not but she's not with the core four. I think it was quite obvious that she was get attacked. And I think it would have been a better swerve if she didn't, and it yeah. happened in the other train. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, a little yeah. swerve like that, just little touches like that. I think help because like. I think so, because like I say, one of the whole things that everybody says about Scream and everybody says about the franchise is how clever it is and how meta yeah. it is and da da da. But if they just did little things like that where they they didn't follow the tropes and they didn't yeah. give us the, the what we're expecting, then yeah, that everyone would be a masterpiece. They just they just do better. And that that'd have been a perfect example where we're all looking at me she was separated and in true sort of horror style but then but then it's kind of circular isn't it because it's like the whole point of the how clever and meta is scream is the fact that it knows that these tropes are our tropes yeah. and it still yeah. does them um so you can yeah you kind of end up going in circles saying well is it clever or are they just doing horror tropes now or is the fact that they're doing them part of the 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 cleverness of the and they feel the like self, they have to the self yeah are they actually being self-aware or have they actually just become formulaic yeah. slasher films now or you know it's it's difficult to tell which is why i think that whole um self-awareness isn't as big of a factor in the later films as it is in the earlier ones yeah you need to find a nice middle ground with it all mm. Not too meta, not too shoving the tropes in your face. Like, we, we get it. We get it. We get what you're trying to do. Spice it up a bit. Which, which I think would be a perfect. curveballs. Perfect reasoning to do something very, some very different things. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah don't, don't be yeah. afraid to mix it up a bit. Don't be afraid to, 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 to do what 
we thought you were going to do in the first scene of revealing the killer. Like, definitely do that. Um, with the subway scene, like, we, we saw it in the trailer. I think when I, I paused it, we were, like, trying to pinpoint who the kill, who the famous icons are. There's yeah. another Easter egg there with um, uh, the act... The, uh, the woman that gets killed in the opening scene, the sacrificial lamb, uh, mm-hmm. played by Samara Weaving, her character, who she plays in Ready or Not, it's like a she's a bride, and she's got a shotgun and like shotgun shells like looped oh, around yeah. her. Uh, someone is dressed as her as in the her subway character. train. So ah. which was, there's another meta thing for you. <laughs> um, that's quite cool. But um, what else did I write down here? I'm just going through my notes, people. And so, yeah, the subway... I love the subway scene. But that was probably the part that felt the most like it was in Manhattan to me. You could have... you they, 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 I don't... Now, I'm not after... Uh, this could have been any metropolitan city in America, if I'm for honest. This could have been Chicago, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Detroit's got a subway. Uh, Boston, Washington... Like there was, I, I'm not, I'm not looking for someone being killed on, or being chucked off the Statue of Liberty, right? I'm not being, I'm not after, like, the, you know, when when London is ever to death with a hot dog, exactly, <laughs> or like, hey, I'm walking here and get kicked yeah, by a yellow yeah, cab. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not after like what they do with London, right? Whenever London is referenced in where film or media, you've got Big Ben referenced wrong because it's the bell, it's not the clock. You've got the double decker red bus, black cab, London Eye, St. Paul's, all the classic tropes. And not after that with New York and by State Building Statue of Liberty, but just something else to reference that, okay, we're in Manhattan. It didn't really feel like that. And I think it was only yeah. really in the subway that I got that feeling. Like it could have been else anywhere else. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. You don't really know. And yeah, you don't really know. You're in New York. There isn't anything. I don't think there was really New York. I mean, I've, I've not that I've ever been to New York, but there's not. Yeah, but I've seen it. You know, seen enough of it in film and media, and All right. not to know what the the sites are. But Die Hard Three. All right, Die Hard with a Vengeance with Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. That is pure. It's in New York. Yeah, yeah. Set, two both films here set in New York. That is pure New York. That is you know that is in New York. There are so many scenes and parts in that film where you can you could cut in at any time in that film go, oh, this film's set in New York. This film's set in Manhattan. I feel like it would be hard to cut into this film, just jump into this film at any point and go, oh, where, where is this set? Where is this set? I don't know, one city in America? Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't think of anything else that shows. I don't think there is. There, there, there's scene. a lot of panning shots, like um, mm. transitional shots, like they probably got a drone or a helicopter flying over Manhattan Island. But there's not much else that really defines it being New no. York City, uh, Manhattan Island. Um, because this was the first film out of Woodsboro, which is basically in, it's California. You know, it's rolling hills, bright sun beautiful place this was such a big deal that this was set in manhattan i don't think they delivered too well on it being in manhattan maybe the bodega maybe maybe the what it is that maybe but i mean that would have arguably just been a convenience store anyway yeah 
Yeah. Um, it's, it's a nitpick, but it's just something I would have liked a bit more emphasis on if you're going to yeah. really... Because even the poster shows it's Manhattan. They, they focused quite heavily on that in the marketing. I mean, you get Times Square in Friday the 13th Part 8. Exactly. And they right. only spend like 10 minutes at the end in New York. <laughs> yep. And he's on the subway. And there's a subway scene as well, so there you go. Friday the old lady got eight. in his way. Once again, the better New York The more film. superior. <laughs> the far superior Manhattan the, horror the film. More, the more <laughs> New Yorkian. Yeah, step up two. your game, Scream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? I, I'm going to assume, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to assume you didn't have that much left, really. No, I think to, I've... I think to pinpoint I've, out. Can't really... No, I can't really think of anything no. else. Um, like I say, I, I was I was pleasant, like I'll say again, I was pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it as much as I did. I wasn't going into it with high hopes. I was trying to keep an open mind, but I wasn't going into yeah. it with particularly high hopes. Um, but I did. I did enjoy... So, like I say, certainly the first... The, the bulk of the movie, like seventy, a good seventy percent, yeah. And yeah, the subway scene and that bodega scene were brilliant, and I was like, yeah, fully engrossed along for the ride, loving it. It did just start to lose me again towards the end. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but I've got, I don't really have any anything else yeah. groundbreaking <laughs> to throw in into this discussion. I um, I did write down as well because. We got half and half of our solid group from Scream 5, which I, I like the group. I like the group of Tara, Sam, I'm not calling them the core four, uh, Chad okay. and Mindy. They're all right. Um, and we got the new additions of Ethan Quinn, which we talked about, and um, Sam's boyfriend, uh, Danny, the, the guy from across the apartment building. Yes, the I, hot I didn't mind shirtless him. guy. The hot shirtless guy. I didn't mind him. It felt far too old. Like, they wouldn't do the boyfriend killer again. But what I did appreciate was the fact that he never pawned her off. He no. was never like, oh, it's okay, don't worry, you'll be fine. He was constantly... When she... At they, one point, she was like, you've got to stay here, this is me. He was like, fine, I'll, I'll listen to you. Yeah. I will be there, I'll be there for you, but I'll listen to you. I'm not going to bullshit you here. Like, he yeah. felt legit. He was... I liked him because, yeah, yeah. His, his look... He looked like he could have been a bit dangerous, and yeah. I think I think his casting in we want they wanted us to think to a certain degree, like oh we should keep an eye on him because maybe he's not to be trusted. But he is the nicest guy. <laughs> he's like yeah. really yeah. like genuinely supportive and like yep, yeah, I'll listen to you and fine and just be safe. And and he ends up, I mean, he ends up bringing the cavalry at the end, doesn't he? I think yeah. Um, but yeah, it it was like, oh, it might be him. He looks a bit, he looks like a bit of a tough guy. And he's just an he's absolute damaged. sweetheart. He is. He's <laughs> got a big old ladder in his apartment as well. Yeah. <laughs> he's really helpful and nice and just wanted to be that? very supportive for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was, he was good. I don't think we'll see him in number seven though. I, th I think he's probably a, yeah, you got you, your your partner's got a lot of baggage. Mm. <laughs> a lot of baggage. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's coming. Mm. Essentially, coming in the next one, 
but um, no, I saw a fan a fan made poster of it being set in like a like a, a snowy resort, like changing right. the setting. I think we'll definitely get a different setting. Definitely, yeah, we need to. Um, but everything else is just too much of a mystery. I mean, well, yeah. Who can you predict as the, as they're going to come back and why they're going to come back? Is is there yeah. going to be another disgruntled family member waiting in the wings? Detective Bailey's brother, and then and how to explain the killer dressing up as the I guess character of Ghostface? Whereas we said at the beginning, Jason has that is Jason. The mask is him. Michael, that's him, the mask. These people, like uh, Quinn and Beth, their their agenda was to follow on their brother's footsteps, really, and you know they had all the memorabilia, so they had a reason to dress up. Every killer seems to have a reason to dress up in this iconic character that is plaguing uh, whoever our heroes are in the film. But what, what? There's got to be a reason why they the next killer will want to dress up as Ghostface. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that was the choice made by Billy and Stu in Scream yeah. One. So, yeah. so, and then there was it's copycats, isn't it? And it's yeah. and Sydney was the target. Essentially, everybody was trying to get to Sydney. Yeah. Um, because of her so, mum. Yeah. But now, now what? Yeah, to go after um, Sam. That That's the only uh, relation to Ghostface, the character in general now, is Sam. Yeah. There is no other. Richie's family has been massacred, Who and Amber's dead. They were all the people, and the guy at the beginning, Jason, they were all the people that were obsessed with Stab and Ghostface. Mm-hmm. There's no one else. Yeah. Our heroes that's... don't want to have anything to do with it. Maybe Kirby, but that's a clutch in there. But Sam is the only one because of Billy being her dad. Yeah. I keep saying, bring Stu back. Bring Stu back from the dead. I'd love to see Matthew Lillard again. That I think that has been mentioned, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that has been mentioned because... I love him in Scream 1 because at the end when... Uh, I think he's on the phone uh, to Sydney, who's running away, he's... And she's like, so, don't be such a mama's boy. Like, if you tell my pet, oh, my parents my are going to be are so gonna mad. They're going to be so mad. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's bleeding out. <laughs> he's basically just like, he's, his mates talked him into yeah. doing it. And he's gone along for the ride. And it's got a bit too far now. And he's like, oh, I'm going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> I love him. Like, this one's going to be a dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> um, where would you if, you, if you rank them? What would you do in order? Oh, see, now I did think about this as well. So, it's... Scream on is the best. Yep. Um, I'd say one, two, six. This one, I like this one more than I liked five. Definitely. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I really okay. didn't enjoy five at all. Wow. Um, I'd, I'd say one, probably one, two, six, five, four, three. One, two, six, five, four, so, three. So top yep. to bottom. One, two, mine, six, five, four, three. Mine is identical apart from the five and six top round. I've gone five, one, two, five, six, four, three. 
Uh, yeah. I preferred five to this. Five was just too close to one in terms of yeah. being a remake for me. Yeah. Um, but, that was the homage part, really. They were trying yeah, to get yeah. you back into... Oh, do you remember? And uh, in fact, now we talk about... I even... I hate that sort of feeling now of cinema now nowadays where I remember that. I remember that. I know that reference. I get that because I'm sick of it. And the the one of the worst defenders was Star Wars. And I'm, I've been so bored with Star Wars now because it's... You remember this? Do you remember? Yeah, you remember this? Yeah. Do, do you get it? Well, everybody, just... like every puppet in the cantina scene is now getting its own origin story oh, and expansion. And oh, it God. turns out that they were actually involved in this big event. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, no, I lost interest in Star Wars yeah. quite a long time ago. Um, and it doesn't seem to have done anything different um, from little bits and pieces that I've seen. Um, and yeah, like I said, like you say, I think there is a lot of that in. Um, films generally but certainly um genre films at the minute yeah we're getting a lot of legacy sequels and whatever you want to call them and i'm sure there's another one on the way um that we talked about oh the exorcist yeah david gordon green's exorcist trilogy i'm sure there was another one that i heard about the other day as well and i just thought why oh beetlejuice 2 we're getting yep. Beetlejuice too. It's um, creatively bankrupt uh, ideas. That's basically what it is. Yeah. These are all all these uh, franchises, stories that all create. And Star Wars is the worst of them. They're creatively bankrupt. Can't think of something new, so we latch latch on and we try and pull something out that we can expand into a story that no one asked for. But let's try and make some money off it. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's trying to cash in on people's nostalgia. Yeah. And, and I, I swear a lot of it is like hate money. Like people go that like I'll pay my money begrudgingly to go and yeah. like hate this film. Um, Can you imagine is, if they? <laughs> sorry, weird, but people do it. <laughs> if oh my god, I, I'm I'm dreading this now because this is a possibility in this in the world of cinema that we live in. If they did an because origin stories are. I'm fed up of origin stories. Mm-hmm. If they did an origin story of um, Sydney's mum, uh, I think she 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 got with Billy's dad, which mm-hmm. drove their family apart, and then that leads into Scream One. Because we have to know that st- we we we've heard about that story, but we have to yeah. know everything about it. We haven't seen it. Yeah, we don't need to know. We don't need to know every detail. It's like I don't need to see Uncle Ben die. Again with Spider Man, I don't or need to Batman. see, but yeah, Probably I don't need to see the Wayne. pearl drop no. down the side of a theater. I, uh, it's been <laughs> done to death. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. That I don't think true. they will, but you you can't trust studios these days. We don't need origin stories. We need something new, something fresh. So. Yeah, well, well, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens, but. Uh, they'll have they just have to do something they'll have to do something radical yeah and and change yeah. it like well i think logically looking at it as we've said now it's either make sam the killer or don't make another sequel yeah because because it's gonna be it, it's gonna be some like third cousin once removed that <laughs> stub stub the toe that spilt the drink down their lap when they went to see the first stab movie or so I don't know. Yeah, and you thought do the you... exposition was bad at the end of this one. <laughs> do, do you think we'll get Neve Campbell back? 
Do you think Sydney will come back? Uh, I hope so. I like her. I like Neve Campbell and I like the character of Sydney, but I wouldn't be disappointed because this film, it, as all the negative things we've said about this film, it proved it can be done without her. Yeah. Um, she wasn't overkill, over overly done in Scream Five. Mm-hmm. She was. She had her place. We got our new characters focused on more than we did Sydney. It wasn't like a uh, throw Sydney, shove Sydney down your throat again and again in this film. In this yeah, film, she, yeah. she's getting the same thing happen because it wasn't happening to her. It wasn't really. No. Like, she was. She just fell into this, this trouble again in Scream Five. She had nothing to do with it in this film. Um, Gail got herself involved. So I, yeah, I, I'd be like, happy to see her, but I wouldn't be I mean, disappointed I, if we don't. I think they could have left Gail out. Honestly, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would like her to die. Yeah, yeah. She could have been killed off. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Again, I think if kill her off completely, or don't have her in there, and just let the the new the new generation roll through. Especially yeah. if you've not got Sydney. I think I think especially if you've not got Sydney as yeah. well. It, it's like. Courtney Cox just making a fast book. Yeah, you need to sort of. You, you've already killed Dewey. Um, he he, you know, he went off into the sunset quite nicely in the last film. Mm-hmm. You do it with Gale in this. You establish why why Sydney's not in it, which I think they did quite well. Uh, I can't remember why, but I remember being pleasantly okay with why they established she wasn't here. Um, she it's something like she's she's taken there's a mention of her taking the kids to husband and kids to a safe yeah. place or something I think isn't there you do that and then you kill off Gail in a very dramatic intense action filled scene which it was um, mm-hmm. and then you you're you're pretty much there to move on with your new group which you've you've established yeah. in the last film and you move on you you're yeah. sort of you're blending them both together and move yeah. on there were some stupid decisions made by Gail in that bit, though. Oh, gosh, yeah. That. I mean, she she got in there, she she locked herself in, she gets the gun, and then gave just gave the fact that she had a gun away by firing randomly at head height into a door. You just wait. There were so many opportunities that they could have, like, taken down an unmasked killer, even for a Scream film in this one, and... That didn't. bothers me I, so much. I mean, Chad in particular, like, knocked the shit out of Ghostface several times, like, yep. full on, floored him, and and they run, carry on running away. And I always, particularly in screen films, more than any others, think, "Why are you running? You've you've got the upper hand now. Yeah, carry on fighting. Don't stop <laughs> At yeah. least take the mask off so you know who you're dealing with. Who it is? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Scooby do that shit. Okay. <laughs> There's so many wasted opportunities, um, yeah. But yeah, I don't. As I say, I think they. Uh, it's got to. It's got to be running out of steam now. Um, yeah, I think I agree. I do. Um, I, Joe, as a, as a somewhat final thought, I enjoyed the film. I, d- yeah. I didn't. It wasn't bad. It it just didn't deliver. Because I think I, I enjoyed Scream 5 so much. Yeah. Um, it didn't deliver on that part. 
But um, no, as, as a film in the franchise, I personally like. I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, no, same. And so, I, I did for for a film in a franchise I don't particularly like, and it yeah. being the sixth the sixth entry in that franchise as well, I was yeah. very very pleasantly surprised that mm. I enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, so yeah, you know, I can't. You know, I think I'd give it a solid seven or eight out of ten, definitely. Seven um, or eight. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. As a, as a grade, uh, I would give it a B minus. Yeah. That's, slash that's, C plus. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not perfect, but it was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. All right. I guess I. I think we've pretty much Talking run down. Running out of steam. Yeah. yeah. Well, you Dev, you need to go to bed. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, I think we do. I mean, for a our comeback episode. Um, it's been a, been a while since we've done this, um, and been a while since we've seen the film. Trying to remember bits. Uh, yeah, I think we we covered most of it pretty well. Um, if you in the YouTube comments thought uh, otherwise of this film or liked yeah. any other scenes we didn't mention, do make sure to write down in the comments below and click that like button, subscribe, exactly. press the bell, ding ding, and all that bloody. <laughs> jazz and yeah do you know that's it let us know do you agree do you yeah. disagree yeah any, do uh, any other comments that, um, that you've got when we return eventually keep you updated I will be back on the Instagram which is at the dreadcast we'll get to the other socials in a minute follow that um, and follow our Twitters below follow info on there uh, we will be doing the Wicker Man uh, the original yes this the only yeah, we, we we would have done this a while back, but life got in the way, so we we just postponed it. So we're going to come back to the Wicker Man, and we'll let you know when it's coming out, and when we'll be we'll be recording. Well, you, know, you need to know when we're recording, actually, because it's not live. When it's yeah. coming out, basically. Uh, yeah, but we'll it'll be soon. It'll be soon, hopefully. Um, and there'll be a new schedule coming, and we'll slowly get back into our routine in the near future. More and more content, blah blah blah, all that jazz, all the fun stuff for you to listen to. We will. And in the meantime, yeah, as Tom says, check out the socials. We're always up for up for horror chat and posting about what we're watching in the meantime and what we've yep. seen and what we've heard about. So, yeah, you can always uh, always give us a shout on there and uh, get involved in some horror related chat. Yeah. Oh, don't watch Lake Mungo. It's really boring. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, you need to go to bed. Uh, find, find the Dreadcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon, slash Audible, Podbean, and YouTube, all by searching The Dreadcast. Please give it a good rating, like, all that jazz, share, retweet, just tell everyone. Um, and yeah, we'll be back with The Wicker Man next episode. Uh, I can't think of anything else we need to say. I think that about wraps it up. I'm going to go read keep the Valentine going, book. Go <laughs> read the Valentine book. <laughs> All right. Until yeah, next thanks time. Thanks for listening, guys. Good night. God bless. All right. I'll do it. Stay creepy. Stay creepy. Stay <laughs> creepy.